Thank you for joining me for another episode of My Story Living with Lupus Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Hendricks, and I'm so glad that you could join me on this Wednesday, July the 27th, 2022. The topic of discussion today is the 988 crisis. Have you ever heard of 988? Well, if you haven't, I'm going to give you the breakdown on the 988. Also, I know I have not um, did a podcast in a while. And as you know, I have been sick. So, I'll tell you a little bit about what's going on with me and also a device that helped me through, um, I call it my downtime when I'm sick. It's called the Compact. It's C-A-L-M-P-A-K. It is a device designed by Dr. Melissa M. Root. And this device really helped me during my downtime. So, you know what I want you to do? That's right. All the way from the United States to Normandy, Italy. That's right. Get ready to grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea. And to my listeners, late at night, go ahead now, go on and grab your favorite glass of wine and join me in this conversation about 988 and the combat. expressed on my story living with lupus podcast represents each person's individual experience by listening to this podcast or reading our blog you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others as always consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Hi, thank you so very much for joining me today and we're going to talk about 988 and I plan to give you the 411 on what 988 is. The 988 crisis lifeline offers help instead of handcuffs. 
we all know that mental health is health, regardless of what is said out here. It is a part of our overall health care. Now, as of July 16th, people across the country can now dial 988 to connect to the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, a national network of crisis call centers. The 988 Lifeline connects people in crisis and those concerned for a loved one to train crisis counselors, providing free confidential support for thoughts of suicide, um, mental health, or substance use crisis, or any other kind of emotional distress. Now, a mental health crisis is not a crime. Don't feel bad. And I'm going to say it again. A mental health crisis is not a crime. But until recently, police were the only available resource to respond in most communities. Far too often, a police response to a mental health crisis results in a quick escalation, especially If the person in crisis is confused and unable to process the police officer's commands. Now, this can lead to people being treated as non-compliant rather than having symptoms of an illness, especially in communities of color. People experiencing severe symptoms have long endured needless trauma, incarceration, and loss of life rather than getting needed mental health treatment. MedPage Today reported, About one in five fatal police shootings between 2015 and 2022 involved a person with a mental illness, and an estimated 44% of people in local jails and 37% of people in prison have a mental health condition. Did you know that two million times each year, people with mental illness are booked into our nation jails? Now, studies have shown that 
Black people living with a serious mental illness such as schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and other psychotic disorders are more likely to be incarcerated and do not receive adequate mental health care and supports essential for their recovery. Given these dire statistics, individuals with a mental health condition and their loved ones can fear calling 911 during a mental health crisis. For Black people faced with mental health crisis, this fear is compounded by the structural racism of our criminal justice system and unconscious bias leading to the overrepresentation of Black people incarcerated in jails and in prisons. Stick with me and we'll go further into the 988 crisis lifeline. I want to talk to you about Compact. Compact lets you build skills in minutes that help you sleep better, relax your body and mind, improve your performance and health. This device, which was designed by Dr. Melissa M. Root, assisted me during my flare. And I tell you that it did wonders for me. So this is what I want you guys to do. Go on over to www.compact.org. That's www.compact.org. for joining me back and we're still talking about the 988 and I'm still giving you the 411 on the 988 which is the 988 crisis lifeline and as of July 16th people across the country can now dial 988 to connect to the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Now, in June, the National Alliance on Mental Illness released a survey on public expectations around 988 and crisis response. Now, they found that the majority of Blacks um, 
in the United States, adults, which is 85%, say that they would be afraid the police may hurt their loved ones or themselves while responding to a mental health crisis. This is significantly higher than the concerns of the general population, which is 64% and an 11% increase over results from last year. Now, Black people should not have to live in fear of reaching out for help to access life-saving treatment for mental health conditions, especially since care is already hard to come by. Unfortunately, Black people often receive poor quality of care and lack of access to culturally competent care. And despite the need, only one in three Black adults with mental illness receives treatment. Any delay in access to acute mental health care can be devastating. And I'll give you an example. Untreated symptoms of psychosis and suicidal thoughts can worsen and result in significant functional impairment and ultimately death. More than four in five Americans believe that when someone is in a mental health or suicide crisis, they should receive mental health response, not a police response. Yet families and individuals often have to weigh the risks before calling for help. Is it more dangerous to risk a police interaction during an acute mental health crisis as a black person or to remain in the community untreated? And believe me, there is a majority who remain in the community untreated. No one should ever have to live, or let me put it this way, no one should ever have to consider this dilemma. Our priority must be connecting people experiencing a mental health crisis with mental health services without delay. Living with a mental illness is no more a crime than living with diabetes, lupus, MS, or any other chronic illness. Every person in crisis and their families should receive a humane mental health 
based response that treats them with dignity and connects them to appropriate and timely care. 988 is a major step forward in making this a reality, giving many a sense of hope, but we have more work to do. As a life-saving number, 988 is an important step toward improving access to care for communities of color during a mental health crisis. As medical providers, it's important to inform patients, as I speak on this all the time on this podcast, about resources, especially crisis resources. People need to know there are options available in their community. 988 has the potential to change lives, given that every second counts in a crisis. And furthermore, it is my belief that regardless of color, no one should ever have to live in lack of proper care, mental or physical. No one should ever have to live without the proper resources getting into the communities. So it is up to all of us to provide communities, especially communities of color, resources that they can have at their fingertips if a loved one should ever be in a mental or physical crisis. The Charlie E. and Minnie P. Hendricks Foundation for Chronic Illness Awareness, giving hope and empowering those who suffer with chronic illness. See one, reach one, educate one to empower the masses. You can contact the foundation at 313. 313- Three zero three nine two one seven, or visit their website at https colon forward slash forward slash cemph foundation dot com. This is a five oh one 
C3 organization. No one should live in lack. All contributions are tax deductible. I want to allow, well, I'll put it to you this way. Allow me to ask you this question. How much do you believe health disparities actually cost this country? I'll give you a hot, quick second. Okay, your second is up. There's an, an analysis that estimates that disparities could cost the United States healthcare system, one trillion in twenty forty. That's one trillion dollars in twenty forty. Now, health inequities in the United States currently cost three hundred and twenty billion annually, and will more than likely balloon to one trillion by twenty forty. You know, as the population becomes less white, per capita spending increases and Medicaid enrollment grows. According to a report by consulting giant Deloitte. Now, this should be a call to action for everybody because it seems like the healthcare system we're using now, for some of us, it's good. And for others, it's really bad. To calculate how much health inequities cost now, it would cause a financial toll in the future. You know, this analysis focused on disparities in health outcomes that arise due to patients' gender, race, or socioeconomic status in multiple populations affected by inequities in various disease states. For example, black adults are 60% more likely to be diagnosed with diabetes than their white counterparts, and two to three times more likely to experience complications such as amputation and end-stage renal disease. Researchers found that 4.8% of spending on diabetes is associated with this particular disparity, resulting in $15 billion in unnecessary spending. 
The researchers also conducted literature reviews among studies with data on disparities in various populations to understand the metrics for additional disease states such as asthma, heart disease, breast cancer, and colorectal cancer. Now, while there are other disparities and equities besides gender and sex, race, and class, like age and ability, Deloitte focused on the most diligently documented problems. They also factored in the effect of inequities. For example, low-income Hispanic women might face bias that's compounded by race, class, and gender in the healthcare system. Our health look. It does not take a rocket scientist to see that the healthcare system here in the United States is flawed. It is broken. Instead of people going into an ER and being seen as a patient, the first thing they recognize is the type of insurance you have. Secondly, what color you are. The U.S. healthcare system is flawed. And yes, it is broken. Instead of treating people for their illnesses, and I can say this, we are being treated by the color of our skin. And that's sad in this day and time. Another factor, Deloitte also didn't factor in social detriments of health, like housing, education, food, and physical environment, which has an enormous impact on health outcomes and spending. Our system is flawed, it is broken, and that's why it's important to me via this podcast, via my social media, via my foundation, is to educate and empower those who really don't feel like they have a voice or they feel that doctors don't even listen to them. And if you do 
become fortunate to run across a physician who takes that oath seriously. It's far and few in between. Take it from me, I know. I know how it is. Our healthcare system is flawed, it is broken, and it is up to us to educate and empower those who are less fortunate. Those who live in communities of color, everyone has a story. And what really, really bothers me is that when you have patients to come into your office and you can tell that they don't understand what the physician is saying and you have those physicians who work for for-profit medical facilities and you have to have that quota you have to meet and you don't have time to explain to the patient or listen to the patient's concerns thoroughly you don't have time to pick up that the patient may be intimidated because you are a doctor and may be afraid to ask the question. Our healthcare system is flawed and it is broken and it is up to us to empower, to educate those within communities on what to ask, what the patient's rights are to inform them that they do have rights. Doing the right thing for those underserved by the healthcare system isn't always enough for the big businesses that form its backbone. With health insurance organizations, we see this with the health systems and even pharmaceutical companies, life science organizations. The right thing to do is always not the easiest choice because it's hard to see where the return comes from. You know, this analysis through the report did not offer detailed policy or system recommendations for improving health equity. 
You know, suggested that stakeholders factor equity into all business decisions, foster cross-sector partnerships, address social detriments of health, build more inclusive workforces. Hopefully, we transition from it's not just the right thing to do to having a business imperative behind us. But it's the only thing to do is to educate those who utilize the healthcare system. It's like you reach one, you teach one, then they reach one and teach someone else. I call it a trickle-down effect in healthcare. Stay with me. Be right back and I'll tell you how the compact helped me through a major lupus flare. Stick with me. talk to you about a device which was sent to me by Dr. Melissa Root. We met in a partnership program we're both in. And um, I tried it out and it worked. I'm talking about the compact. That's C-A-L-M-P-A-K. I was recently in a bad lupus flare. And for those of us, well, for those of you who um, suffer with chronic pain, um, those of us who have lupus, we know how that pain is and we'll do anything to um, relieve our mind, to get our mind off of that pain. So, I tried the compact and I'll tell you how it works. It's like a... Um, a key fob you put on your keychain and whenever you're feeling um, stressed, anxious, um, and you need to calm your mind, in my case, it was the pain from that lupus flare. It's a device that you use with your cell phone and no one, the best part about it, no one has to know what you're listening to. 
as I stated, you you use your phone to read a QR code. And um, it opens up into the site and pops up. And you select the track that's best suited for you. Okay. And you follow either the spoken or visual directions. And you know what? It got my mind off of the um, pain. And yes, I carry it on uh, my keychain. And I even provided one to the rheumatologist. And he stated that he was going to pass it on to a patient to get their review of the compact. So I really want you guys, it helped. It truly helped me because, you know, they give us tons of medication to take and... And as you all know, I'm not into taking a lot of prescriptions because we know prescriptions have side effects. But for me, this worked for me instead of taking a prescription where it just totally knocked me out. And um, I would not be any good to myself. This worked. It got my mind. It relaxed my body. It got my mind off of the pain from the lupus flares. So I really want you guys to go check out um, Dr. Melissa Roots. She designed this. She created it. She designed it, um, and she is the CEO of Root Success Solutions. Go over to www.compact.org. That's www.c-a-l-m-p-a-k dot org and try it for yourself and don't think it's anything in it for me because I have mine I can reach for this device at any time um, that I need it it's great for students um, you know the stress of writing those papers, the thesis papers, and everything, um, it really works. That's all I can tell you. And it's nothing in it for me. What was in it for me, it helped me to get my mind off of that pain and my body relaxed. No joke. No joke. Um, I'm trying to give you something that will help you and also um anxiety if i'm 
anxiety. If you suffer from anxiety, go on over to the website. That's the best that I could tell you because it worked for me and I know it will work for you. And no, this is not a paid um, um, sponsorship or whatever you call it. No, uh-uh. And you guys know I only promote products that I believe in. I've tried it. It worked. It helped me through one of the worst flares that I have had. It relaxed my mind. It relaxed my body. And the best part about it, I was able to sleep. No joke. No joke. I was able to sleep. So go on over to compact.org that's www.calmpak.org you won't regret it and just tell them you heard it on my podcast just tell them Susan Hendricks sent you from my story living with lupus seriously guys if you suffer from chronic pain let me tell you it worked for me and it'll work for you. Well, it's that time. I'm glad that I feel better to come back and do another But I want to leave you with this. What lies behind us and what lies before us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. Remember, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. I'm Susan Hendricks story living with lupus podcast hey don't forget to go over there and to come back and tell them susan sent you i'll see you next time for another episode talk to you then have a great week stay safe